0: Then let's forget what we should have done earlier, and continue with what we should do now. This
1: is hell, man. It's dumb. I've been unemployed twice in in a year, in some change, you know. Lost my job in March 2020, lost my job in
0: June 2021. That's what you get for listening to all the boomers and going to college.
1: I went to college. They lied to me about how much they were going to pay me uh, at the job that I picked that I lost in June. I didn't pick that job. That job was like, I need something so fucking bad. And it was another one of those times where, you know, you send out your resume for like three fucking months. You try and get interviews. And then for two weeks, you get a bunch of interviews. And the first one that offered it to me because I'm so fucking desperate I said yes to and it was an idiotic decision. Shouldn't have had to go out to the sticks and work for these people. But uh whatever. And then they lied of course about how much they were going to pay me. So, who cares?
0: That's uh it's life. Well, that's capitalism. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry things are terrible for you and uh hopefully having a chance to hopefully having a chance to vent to our thousands and thousands of listeners yes. will help.
1: All these open ears that I am screeching into.
0: Anyway, uh, hello everyone, I'm Phil. And I'm Kyle. And we are the Unsociableists, back for another watch-along.
1: Sit your ass down and prepare yourself for... Doug? Which one are we doing right
0: now? This week is, uh, we're doing, uh, Samurai Jack. Doug is a month from now.
1: That's right, that's right. So we're doing Samurai Jack, a uh, Tartarovsky, Tartarovsky, I can't ever say his name correctly. Uh, Jendi
0: Tartarovsky, I think. Jendi
1: Tartarovsky, yes. He, uh, also did the two-dimensional, um, Clone Wars animation back in, I guess, 2004, the build-up to the, 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 the movie, the Revenge of the Sith. Fantastic art style, just the oh, weirdest it's, shit. It's, like,
0: arts, yeah, I mean, definitely, I, I didn't really ever watch the Clone Wars show, but, uh. Samurai Jack is artistic genius. Um,
1: I have the whole little Clone Wars thing because they were little vignettes, especially the beginning. They had like two seasons. um, And the first season was just like, what if we do like these three to five minute vignettes where it's like the clones break into this or their place and you get to see it as basically a commercial. But it's it's Tartarovsky's making a really cool little episode. And that's the commercial.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I kind of checked out of Star Wars somewhere along the way.
1: So. Oh, dude, I, uh, I very much did. But then my brothers have been being like, "Why did you?" So, because obvious. So I grew up loving Star Wars quite a lot, um, reading a lot of the fiction books in the extended universe, thinking, not that canon ever really matters, I guess, but you know, thinking that I was do- essentially doing hi- historical uh, analysis of Star Wars, but inside their own universe. Um, So I had a very deep connection to Star Wars until Disney bought it, and then I felt bad. But even before Disney bought it, the stuff they were doing with Clone Wars was bothering me. But also, now I'm watching it again. I'm watching Clone Wars again because my brothers are like, why aren't you doing that? And I was like, I don't know, man. I guess I'll put it on.
0: I never even uh, got that far into it. I watched, the, I watched the original trilogy a lot when I was a kid. The new trilogy came out, and I don't know, it was bad, but not the worst. It was just kind of like generic shitty sci-fi movies. And then I just kind of like, alright, I'm done with this. And then I watched Episode 7 when it came out because of hype, and then I'm like, I'm not going to watch Episodes 8 or 9.
1: No, you made the right decision there. (sighs) Because Episode 7, like the whole point of it, when I went and I saw it and I was like, oh, this is nice, the first time. I tried to watch it again, I was like, oh, oh, so that was the whole deal, is the one time I go in here and feel like
0: It it. felt like they literally took Episode 4 and then just said, let's put a lady over the top of it, and also she's got more inherent magic Jedi powers just off the bat than Luke ever did.
1: Right. They don't do any of the interesting world building that, plus it's Disney, you know, it's just, I was thinking about this the other night because they also did uh, that Han Solo movie that was absolute trash. And at the very end of it, they drop a uh, spoilers to anybody who actually cares about this film from 2018 or whenever it came out uh at the very end the the guy that's been controlling these gangsters is Darth Maul who's alive uh and has robot legs um and they it it felt so it felt so much like all that bullshit that they make you sit through at the end of a Marvel movie it's like oh you have to wait and see what's coming next time and it's like i don't i just I mean, want to watch that a movie then
0: did, did it was episode 7 too when it was like yeah. oh my gosh Luke oh, okay. on the hill and then cut to yeah
1: as opposed to isn't it
0: funny that luke standing there looking old in that one shot was paid more than almost any other actor in that movie for just oh, yeah. to stand in that one shot for that episode seven
1: get that bag, mark i mean he's kind i mean of yeah I, sick, don't,
0: I don't so, judge mark you know. hamill for that i just think that's <laughs> it tells you where uh, where our society's at oh yeah uh And of Of course, course, yeah, the people who made the movie still made way more than any of the actors. And
1: then the first guy who, like, I actually was excited about the Finn character, the idea that it's like, oh, he's a Force-sensitive stormtrooper dude who's just broken away from that. That's like an interesting storyline, just tossed to the wind. Whatever. Yeah, I heard Finn just
0: got forgot about over the next two episodes. Yeah, they, they
1: started and they were like it felt like all they wanted is the buzz of being like oh a black stormtrooper that ah, oh we and yeah of course you got the chuds to piss their pants about the fact that uh, a black person had a role in a movie franchise sorry but um that seemed like the end of it it seemed like they had just as shallow of a respect for uh that actor whose name how have I forgotten? He's actually really cool because he was uh up. In, he's English and he was doing, um, he was part of the Black Lives Matter protests there. Uh, interesting guy, nice guy. I think he got fired for for doing something like that. Oh yeah,
0: he uh, he, he also got in trouble for like tweeting a bunch of anti-capitalist shit. John Boyega.
1: Boyega, thank you. Yeah, cool guy. Best character potentially from the new Star Wars, just tossed out. But in any case. Tangent onto Star Wars from Jendi Tartarovsky's uh Yeah, we we digress quite a bit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yes, way back in the early two thousand was it was late nineties or early two thousands?
1: Early aughts. Yeah. It okay. Was like I think it came out I think it was right at two thousand and went until two thousand and four, the original run. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then of course there was the reboot, which is not what we're addressing. But yeah, Samurai Jack was just which uh is worth watching. It's, it's literally just a kaiju good. Monster of the Week show with fantastic art direction. And honestly, the not much else. There's like less than two minutes composite dialogue in your average episode,
1: right? Uh, Samurai Jack in a number of episodes doesn't speak. the The titular character is simply kind of a vessel for. If you've ever read, um, I used to read when I when I was a weeb, I used to read these um like kind of inter, these old stories from Japan, like a lot of horror stories, and it's a similar vibe where it's kind of an anthology just taking you again through Monster of the Week. Um the main character is kind of a stand-in. He's uh righteous in his own way. Um and he represents kind of the best version of us, I guess. As a as a vessel for us. Yeah, it's it's very similar to those kind of old stories where you're 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 uh you're dealing with themes more so than even characters. You're dealing with a lot more questions than than uh than storylines heavy shit for like me as a uh, seven-year-old
0: okay, i mean it was it's definitely it's i mean then those thematic elements are great and uh in this episode especially it's uh interesting you get okay so we will be watching episode 40 uh season four episode one which is in your uh if you're on hbo max which is the way to watch it legally if you want to be a square. Um, Afeo Max, season four, episode one, is just called XL. Um, but if you're acquiring it elsewhere, it's called Samurai Jack versus the Ninja. And it's great because you get two, uh, two monsters of the week in this one, the mislead monster and the actual final fight, which has some of the most beautiful, beautiful artistic direction you're going to ever going to see in a, in a Western animation.
1: It's by far one of the coolest action scenes ever drawn. it's just, yeah, I mean, you'll watch it, you'll you'll see. It's beautiful.
0: And of course, it's got a very big time is running out factor to it, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, I like to think of it as the first monster mislead is like terrorism or some bullshit, the mm-hmm. media distraction villain for the U.S. to have. And then really the, the evils of capitalism is the final battle, the one that we uh, is down to the last second. And uh, in reality, unfortunately, we're not going to kill it in time. But yeah. No,
1: but. <laughs>
0: Anyways, that's a, you can ignore my metaphors. You haven't even seen the episode yet. Any other thoughts before we get started, Kyle?
1: No, I think we're
0: ready. All right, I'll be hitting play in three, two, one, play. Long, Long ago, ago in a distant land, I, Aku, the shape-shifting master of darkness, unleashed an unspeakable evil but a foolish samurai warrior, wielding a magic sword, stepped forth to oppose me. It's great that you get this each time, because then we don't need to go over the plot.
1: Don't have to tell anybody anything, yeah. So he's in a portal in time, he's just flitting all around, trying to make it his way back. To, of course, defeat Aku. Voiced by... Great Chinese-American actor, or Chinese-Japanese uh, actor, uh, Mako.
0: And then the theme song is Fire.
1: Goddamn. Yeah, this theme song rules.
0: Very lyrically uh, ingenious genius honestly <laughs> he has
1: such a way with words
0: I it tells you exactly what the show's about gotta get back to the past samurai jack that's, that's all you need to know really
1: <laughs> the sound design too is all you know it's very minimal in a lot of ways um, I was tempted oh, yeah. to do the one with the archers, which
0: oh, that really one is, accentuates yeah.
1: it. But,
0: uh, well, It like was a great art artistic scene. Uh, fight scene instead. Just in general, it was a great action in this episode.
1: Yeah, this one, I was like, yeah, the fight's too cool to say The fight and the Arrow one's too, also really cool, but...
0: Well, just, I mean, yeah, if, if you liked this episode, go ahead and watch the whole show, but...
1: Yeah, watch everything. Including the reboot. Really good. Or reboot. The revival. I just have to get to point.
0: that, but yeah, I've heard really good things. Oh, man, it's good.
1: And I also really love the letterboxing stuff.
0: Yeah, it's uh, just the frames they you, you use. I don't know. Every the, definitely very every picture tells a story kind of show. And Jack's dead, and that's the end of the show. All right, no. <laughs> good watch along Kyle no. <laughs> very good my warrior of the night you are truly a master of you have a aku is such a f- great villain and he's often very hilarious he is if, oh, if there is comic hell. relief it is very often from aku I still think the Three Little Pigs episode with, like, Aku is uh, one of the funniest, uh, not just of Samurai Jack, but, like, any Western animation from that time.
1: The ones that focus on Aku generally, you know, as evil and obvious as they make it, he's, like, legitimately funny. Mm -hmm. Plus, it's Mako's delivery is really good. Also, uh, voiced uh, in the first season of Avatar The Last Airbender, he voiced uh, Uncle
0: Iroh. I did notice his voice actor changed when I watched that show.
1: Yeah, it was, um... The, the guy who followed him did most of the voice acting, of course, two seasons worth. Um But I think he did a pretty good job,
0: kind of. I mean, it was subtle enough him. that like, I, had to, I, I had to go make sure online. I was like, is that different now than it was last night? Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. But yeah, it's... Yeah, usually they can get someone to... I mean, like, the new Aku I've heard sounds pretty dang close, too, so... Oh, yeah. I think he
1: might even be the same voice actor again who's replaced him like he, he's making a career out of taking over Mako's
0: well I mean that's it's, it's a skill you've got it's not the worst skill to have
1: no if I could talk like Mako I'd do it
0: I love that sunbeam imagery knowing what's coming towards the end of the episode mm-hmm yeah i like how jack just takes giant monsters like this like they're nothing yeah he's like
1: all right just just run towards the screams chop up this thing that's like five times my size
0: Bigger Made than five times. I, I know, uh, You're right. Five five times. You're right.
1: Somewhere around there. Maybe six But he seven. definitely
0: does go bigger on occasion. It, oh, yeah. The oh, monsters. Yeah. I mean, it, there's so many neat monsters in this show's history. I mean, this monster is kind of basic, but it's supposed to be. That's kind of the point. Yeah, because there's a bunch of them.
1: Right. It's not, the, it's not the main focus of what yeah, he's going to be fighting. Yeah. He does get to do cool stuff like that.
0: And for those wondering, the reason everything is exploding is because they're robot monsters. That's yes. it's the future.
1: You don't kill anything living; only robots.
0: And that is true. Like, yeah, I don't think I think Jack kills very few living things in the course of the show. All kinds of robots, but hardly anything actually alive. In the
1: first four seasons, he does not kill anything but robots.
0: Really, it's not a single one. I haven't watched the show recently enough, but that sounds. I mean, it sounds feasible. Although oh, no they cover can shadow kind of here.
1: Address like. Uh, in one episode, they talked like an assassin robot who he has like a personality. So it's it's like killing a person. Ah. W- one well, who's like being manipulated by uh, Aku.
0: Maybe I'm just mistaking one of the robots who had lots of oily substances, blood coming <laughs> out of it. I just saw, I saw blood at some point in the seasons, but. Anyway.
1: Probably from Jack.
0: I, it's possible gotten Jack gotten does out. bleed occasionally. Wait, what about the uh the giant okay yeah so he's saving the whole village from about a billion of these things because he's just a badass but what about the uh the giant lizard who promises and wishes t- if he walks into their mouth and then it's like oh no it's lies that, that was not a li- organic lizard mm, yep
1: never mind never mind
0: yeah it's been a long time since either of us have watched the show all the way through yeah. so
1: <laughs> yep Gotta get that wind-up.
0: Yeah. And I just... I like how once it cuts back, you're like, alright, he's well, taking him in one swing. Gotta make this quick. Man. Who made all these giant lobster crab things anyways? Aku. Like how much? How much? How many? How much resources must coup I guess a coup has Man. taken over the entire world in this. Yeah, F- he has uh, all fictional. the
1: exploited labor in the entirety of the universe of this of this com- this world. Yeah.
0: Well, it's pretty ridiculous.
1: Ouch. putting a whole-ass sword in your mouth. <laughs> yeah.
0: Jack is definitely, uh...
1: You ever hold, held one of those things? They're not light.
0: Yeah, no, I've held a real sword. It's uh, It's got some heft to it.
1: Yeah, man, like, that pulled my teeth
0: out. I had a friend who was into fantasy swords, had, like, a replica gun blade and a bunch of other stuff like <laughs> that. But then it turned out he was, like, super racist and we stopped hanging out sometime early high school.
1: Yeah, well, you... Got a guy with a gunblade not to say those aren't fucking cool but does there's a lot tend to have a type
0: yeah there's a lot of people who are into swords tend to yeah have a persona that goes with it which is a shame oh no it's the big super mama jama one
1: that one's a bit bigger than the uh five times this size
0: yeah (laughs) it'll still go down pretty easy How many people are in this like village with all of seven huts? Yeah,
1: it looks like several hundred.
0: Just uh let's all crammed together and uh like fifty people to a hut. Let's go.
1: Yeah, if I were this kid I'd be pretty tempted actually to watch this. Yeah, if he starts to walk away
0: from a giant. The samurai, super awesome samurai, fighting a giant worm monster. Kaboom! The sound, ev- the sound effects do often so bring, funny. like, a certain comedic element to <laughs> very serious scenes.
1: Because this was on uh, Cartoon Network. When I was growing up, we didn't have... Everybody's like, whoa. <laughs> when I was growing up, we didn't have, like, uh, extended cable or anything. We mm-hmm. only had, like, the... I guess, like, we had, like, 20, 20 channels. Whatever the basic version my parents had gotten. Uh, and so I didn't get to watch this unless I was over at my friend's house. And this is like, I would, I would time it at times. I was like, all right, we're going to be over here at, uh, what this comes on at like 11. We're going to watch it.
0: I only got to watch a couple episodes myself, uh, back in the day. But then once I was able to get a hold of modern ish internet, then I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch all this show. And I do not regret it. But yeah, when it was coming out, I only think I saw the pilot when it aired and everything else. I saw I mean, maybe a couple of reruns here and there.
1: And the pilot, man, they built up that thing.
0: On, uh, oh, yeah. they Well, they, they knew they had a hit on their hands, and they weren't wrong.
1: Dude, that was fun. I think I was in... Uh, I think
0: I saw the pilot on not Cartoon Network. I think it was on other...
1: Yeah, because I think that was on uh, another Viacom thing, or whoever owns it.
0: Yeah, I think that they that the pilot specifically they're like, let's just put it on pl- blast it on everything we own. Oh yeah. Imagine how much of a badass you must be to know a trap is there and walk in through the front door.
1: No fucks to give, man.
0: They really do a nice job of foreshadowing the final fight scene. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yep. yep, yep. That joke will make sense in a few minutes when you see the scene. I'm I'm making jokes more for us than our viewing audience. (laughs) This isn't for you people. This is for us. It goes on the internet for our gratification. We want to feel (laughs) better about hearing our own voices. Thank you very much.
1: That is what I'm after. Uh-oh.
0: That's some precise sword swinging right there.
1: Dude.
0: I if I was that boy, I would have pissed my pants many a time. Oh my
1: god, yeah. By this time I wouldn't have anything left. Yeah. <laughs> this is a kid's show and they just do silence.
0: Imagine the kind of ADHD. Oh, this was back in. I mean, this was back before every single kid had ADHD. Or I mean, yeah. this might have been right around the time when that kicked in. But still, there were right. allowed this to is be
1: just post Ritalin over uh, uh, prescribing. Yeah, because so that started we happening in like the very late
0: nineties. So yeah, yeah. yeah so they, back then, we could still have kids shows with an ounce of uh, artistic vision. Each. getting his ass handed to him.
1: It's really cool when Jack is like struggling at, with these no, guys.
0: Yeah, that, that's, I, mean, I imagine that's part of the reason you chose this episode because okay. it's one of the ones where the fight actually looks like he's having a tough time. Because there are definitely ones where the, the whole plot is that he has to, not that he's having a tough time, but that he's also, oh, he has to do it in time to save these people or something right. like that, you know. Or like, there's some mild amount of intrigue, but the in- the intrigue in this show has never been a strong point. Shinobi, warrior of the
1: night. Trained to use the darkness of the shadow. I know your arts as well. But I... I've been trained to use the light check Swole as hell yeah his fuck' up uh robes pretty good
0: yep this scene is so good just the music and the art
1: to even think of some of these like the movements that's available here like to to think of these kinds of designs it it just goes to show that the Tartarovsky
0: really has an eye. Mm-hmm. It's uh pretty brilliant. But oh yeah, the sunset, oh no. If if the sunsets, Jack's screwed. That's climate change. The sunsetting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is what the it's, climate uh, is. And uh I'd say we're closer to the end of the sunset now than it is in this scene, but yeah. Yay, ham-fisted metaphors.
1: <laughs> it's kind of interesting. They're doing, like, the spy versus spy, like, kind of do-do-do-do music yeah. as well as the, the, what would you call these, these taiko drums.
0: Yeah. It's a. I mean, like you're saying, the musical direction of this is almost as good as the artistic direction. See, if the evil ninja were smart, he would literally just stay hidden until sunset and wouldn't move at all.
1: I think that might have been his pick here.
0: Yeah, right here at the end. That is, I think, the tactic. I'd say this is about where we are with climate change, in terms of time mm. remaining.
1: Yeah, here it is this. This is where we're at. And, uh, I think the darkness might might overtake
0: us. Oh, yeah, no, we don't have a samurai coming to save the day. It'd be really nice if Jack came and fixed climate change for us. Just started stabbing <laughs> billionaires. Yeah. Those are his new man, robots. Ru- yeah. don't, don't worry, Jack, all the billionaires are robots. They're, you they're have not real people.
1: to dehumanize these people. Well, these billionaires. Turn them into robots if that's what you gotta do.
0: yeah, a lot of this stuff would be real gruesome if it was not robots yeah, if it was. <laughs> Yay, Jack. Love and adoration of all the peoples. Like I said, that's the kind of show where I strongly recommend you go ahead and watch all of it if you have any interest in that. Oh, yeah. So that is Samurai Jack uh, again. Ten out of ten, we would recommend if you, especially if you have HBO Max. But if you don't, um, well, we do not, You'll we don't endorse it. products here on this podcast, so we're <laughs> not endorsing a VPN. No, uh, like so, say NordVPN, which currently has a sale where you can get two years for sixty five dollars.
1: Sixty five dollars.
0: Yes, no Nord NordVPN. Uh, I just renewed with them because uh, I found out. Well, I mean, it was sixty five for me because I was renewing. It might be seventy for uh, other people, huh. but still, seventy bucks for two years, not a bad deal for a VPN. I paid,
1: like. I paid like $15 for CyberGhost, and that was for three years one time. But That's that a hell of a deal. I know that was that was like a,
0: it was like almost three years ago now, so I probably uh, maybe VPNs have gotten more expensive. I I mean I I use was. Nord, but I'm sure there's better ones or cheaper ones.
1: Yeah, CyberGhost just does the the one thing I needed to do, which is. Change my uh, IP IP. address,
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, Nord has the advantage where you can like decide exactly what zip code you want to be in globally or whatever global code you want to be in, so that you can uh, watch yeah. just like Netflix from a specific region or whatever. Oh yeah,
1: I could change it over to like England or whatever and be like watch whatever trash they're watching, but uh, yeah, it's not super, not super precise. Ah well,
0: either way, we, we would never endorse uh, any kind of illegal bootlegging. So if you don't have HBO Max, then I guess you just can't oh, watch shucks. it.
1: Too bad. There's literally no place, no bay you can find harbor in.
0: Yes, if only uh, there was a way to, if only there was some place where piracy was more accepted.
1: Damn. Damn.
0: Well, anyway, uh, yeah, that is the watch along. And now, as always, we're going to head on to the news blast section. But, you know, Kyle, I don't think there's been any major stories in the last couple weeks. so We might as well just skip it.
1: None at all, man you know uh, certainly no no
0: news worth reporting recently certainly not any victories for leftism the the small i'll take the small victories where we can get them
1: i'm gonna be entirely honest i've been so checked out the last like two weeks so (laughs) i honestly don't know too much other than the facts that like you know we fucked uh we fucking left afghanistan and Taliban
0: have it now, and well, I mean, was, they, they they literally had it the day after we left. It's yeah. like th- this has been oh, in the works, yeah. and we are like our we our plan was so fucked that we our twenty years meant nothing. And I'm just glad we're done fighting over there. I, but unfortunately, the, there's two versions of the media story. There's the right wing. Oh man, we should be back there because you know American freedom, democracy, blah blah blah. And there's the left wing. Think of the women and children. The Taliban right. has no women's rights. And then you have to look at well, but. Afghanistan was literally second to last place on women's rights while we were occupying them. So, yeah, clearly we were doing a lot of good there. So, I mean, you'll never hear me me say Joe Biden is a good man or a good president, but credit where it's due. Him just being like, yeah, no, I fucking stand by it to all the media people who are trying to call him an idiot for doing this.
1: Yeah, it seems – yeah, I'll give it to him. I like Trapo's line that he's just our, our biggest losing boy. Um and, you know, whatever. Good, good on him, I guess, for doing this one thing that should never have been an option on the first place. But it does still feel like... It still feels like, oh, well, now we get to... Especially in the media, these guys who are like, oh, think of the women, oh, think of all the sunk costs, think of all the veterans and what they'll feel like. The, they, They seem like they're covering because this was going to happen because of kind of the buildup that uh, Trump did and the deals that were being made while he was drawing down. So it was kind of like a fait accompli. Whoever came in this term, this was going to happen.
0: I don't know. Um, I mean, I still th- I, I, I'm i eating crow on this one. I still thought there was plenty of time for them to back down and say, oh, still too unstable. We're going to stay over there.
1: Well, that's the thing, though, is I think that because of, because of how fast it happened, you know, this was already pretty well in the works. Everybody had been paid off. Their palms had been greased. Um, and obviously there's still going to be interests there. You know, it's not as though we didn't do work with the Taliban before. Um, but I think this is kind of the way this happens. You know, it means that it's happening pretty early on in Biden's term. Um, people are going to forget it by probably even by a 2022 election. Um, certainly by uh, if he's still kicking uh, the 2024 election, I think that by that time, if if a Democrat wins in, in 2024, um, we'll be back in Afghanistan. Uh, probably the same thing if you get a Republican. But this is like, because it's been so mishandled here, uh, it means you get to pull out, means you get to run on that if you, because people will forget the, the fall of Kabul as this big embarrassment and think of it more of like, oh, well, he got us away. Um, which is a, 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 an undeniably popular opinion among Americans is to not be in Afghanistan anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I, don't I mean, I, 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 don't I once again stand with the Chapo uh, Chapo fellas and think that uh, if we, if he, if Biden doesn't back down during his term, then we won't be going back over there anytime soon.
1: Maybe because I they, don't know.
0: It'll. They'll, I mean, the American people. The American people will eventually realize us backing out was an objectively good thing because the Taliban was still going to do their thing no matter what, you know?
1: Yeah, it's, I think it's going to be a pivot. I think we're going to either see, we're definitely seeing ra- ratcheting up against, uh, Iran. Uh, we're probably going to, I, you know, I don't know because the CIA and all of our fucking lackeys at the, uh, school of Americas have been fucking up in this hemisphere for a little, a little while. Uh, maybe they'll start reinvesting in in South and Central America, and the Caribbean. Um, who knows?
0: Oh, I mean, I think that right now we've got. I think that America's next big project is, of course, going to be sending the CIA over to Chile.
1: Oh yeah, because they've changed their. Uh, you, I didn't, I didn't hear all of the details, but they've effectively uh rid themselves of their old Pinochet constitution. Correct.
0: Yeah, they're, they're under under their new leadership, they're. Effectively moving so, towards something between uh, standard socialism and Marxism,
1: more so. Allende stuff like a Popular Front. I have not kept uh, abreast of of this, so if you have information that I would, like I, to hear.
0: I have meme information. Oh, I couldn't tell it. you much more than you know, probably. <laughs> but I just, I do think it's, I do think it's a surefire thing that the fact that they are changing their system up to a popular, a populist, very, very vox populi uh, oriented s- system that is uh, intended to have communist constructs um there's no way the cia won't be over there soon yeah doing some kind of coup. i mean we
1: did it we did it in that exact country so. or, f-
0: or funding a coup from some other source that's not technically the cia
1: right because it was an interesting um i d- again i don't know too much about this situation i do know that in 2020 in particular there were uh, significant protests against the uh, Chilean government and against the continuation of using the Pinochet Constitution. Um, that there was, and I think <coughs> it might have been because it was going on at the same time as the Black Lives Matter and George Floyd protests. That everybody was very sympathetic to it over here, at least in when I like flipped on an NPR show. They were talking to people and they seemed pretty sympathetic to it, um, even though, you know, that same network as well as the other networks uh, supported Pinochet and, you know, when he was a- around and that asshole got to live to a pleasant old age and die with his family.
0: Um, I mean, that's usually what happens with these rich people when they do die. They don't suffer it while they die. Yeah. Rich but people
1: and also a fucking general who tortured. Tens of yeah. thousands of people. Tossed them out of hell. Well,
0: rich and powerful, I should say, then, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, he became rich, that's for sure. And yeah. I don't think he was ever poor, either. But, you know.
0: I couldn't tell you. I don't know enough about the history there. But what I will say is it's unsurprising that he didn't suffer. I don't know. Honestly, him just no longer being a part of the world is is fine with me. I don't actively seek their suffering because it doesn't really do anything. Mean, once they're dead, they're still dead.
1: Right, they're dead. Um, Upsetting that they didn't face consequences in life but this is why i'm starting to feel more and more like i'm just going to even if i don't feel it in my heart i'm just going to believe that hell hell exists <laughs> and not just the one that we're making here
0: if that i mean if that brings you some comfort to think there's burning i uh I don't we're
1: know. all going to hell it's just depending on how deep i think
0: <laughs> i don't i don't know i'm a big fan of the uh there is nothing after this mentality but i can't prove anything and uh I would never try to say that I'm an a official source on this because I haven't been dead yet. <laughs> or if I have, then I've been reincarnated and all that. That's also possible that I have been dead, but I don't remember.
1: I'm looking forward to that time when I finally get to figure out and then be reborn and completely forget everything. <laughs> seems kind of a jip, you know, or sorry, seems like kind of a, because that's a, that's a anti-Roman person, uh, Slur, apparently, I've I've got Yeah, for yeah, it is. Uh, that is in Vocabulary. reference to the
0: gypsies. It's it, you know, there's a lot of words that from our uh, vocabularies as kids that uh, it is good to unlearn. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, it's one of them. But it seems like kind of a it's a raw deal. You know, you died, you went through the pain of death, and uh, you finally get back to Brahma, and what do they do? They kick you right back out. Yeah. And they don't even let you know.
0: Yeah, it's a shame that. Uh... Dying seems like a raw deal if that is uh, how it goes down, but I don't know. Again, I think I think that we just need to make it through our time on this mortal coil, and then we can take a nice, long, forever sleep.
1: Yeah, take a nap.
0: Anyway, um, yeah, but uh, like I said, Afghanistan withdrawal, I'm, I mean, I'm glad we did it. I honestly wasn't sure we would, and… Uh,
1: yeah, I, I think we both came out on here saying that that was probably not even going to happen, and, uh, yeah. you know…
0: And for all of my loathing of Biden in general, I will give, again, credit where it's due that he's just telling all the media people, no, I, I stand by this. But I, I, It may not be because he actually, like, knows what he's saying. He might just have, like, enough firing brain cylinders. He
1: thinks it's 2011 and that he just convinced Obama to do this.
0: So. Whatever the case is, he's uh, – his stance being anti-war on this one occasion, not to say he's uh, going to withdraw from any other places that were massively militarily bombarding, but this one occasion, I'll take the win where we can get it.
1: Yeah, when we go and invade Venezuela, uh, well, I'll, (laughs) yeah, I just, I, 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 again, I feel like it was a fait accompli and it was a matter of maybe they could have thrown in an extra 40,000 troops, but I don't think that would have happened. I think that this was going to happen and I think that they're pivoting to Iran and I think they're pivoting to this hemisphere. I think we might actually see, um, similar to the invasion of Panama under H.W., we might see more actions like that, maybe not quite so blatant, but uh, you know, maybe Silvercorp will make another appearance and uh fucking get their ass handed to them by a bunch of fishermen off the coast <laughs> of fucking Granada Grenada or somewhere.
0: You gotta love when the same uh the same bumbling antagonists show up in multiple seasons of a show.
1: <laughs> I do like it. It's kinda like a, at the end of every Pokemon uh episode where Jesse and James get shot off into the uh, fucking space
0: yeah it's like they, they don't know what they're doing whatever sometimes they pretend they pose a threat and it's very funny good comic relief those silver corp guys
1: man i just want Silvercorp. actually can we get rid of all the other evil guys and just put silver corp in charge of it because they uh i feel like we could do that we could do, we could take care of that
0: that would be uh that would be the kind of military uh that's the kind of military power america should have is silver corp <laughs> anything more is sense. anything more is dumb and bad but silver corp yep that's perfect Spot on. Oh, yeah. Uh, in terms of your point that we might go back, I guess I should play devil's advocate against myself and the Chapo boys and say there's the possibility because I know at the very least people like my father who are watching the news and are just like, oh, but it's so sad that we're leaving all those women and children. We Maybe we should, we should go back to go help them out because they don't – all these women are being abused over there now by the Taliban. we got to make sure we help them. I'm like you were a- against this war a year ago.
1: Yeah. It, the, the People – just have these tiny little pee
0: brains. He was against against the war a month ago. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, exactly. Anybody who's that malleable, it just has like, there's nothing grounding them in in reality. There's literally nothing. Even their ideology is just an ideology of attachment to to cultural symbols, to people I see on the news. It has nothing to do with uh, any kind of actual theory of what the world should or shouldn't be. It's how do I feel good about what i believe how do i feel superior to others and what is the last thing that chuck todd told me
0: yes i mean well it's that's part of the process of keeping your brain nice and smooth for a low stress lifestyle
1: you know what all power to him i guess
0: yeah i guess i mean he's he's able to he is still able to think that he has a modicum of control in this system he's the kind of guy who like i said he'll write letters to his congressman and whatnot and think i'm changing i'm changing things. he wrote he wrote apparently dozens of letters to Obama in his eight years and so, and so like look at all the stuff I look at the president wrote back to me personally like mm-hmm. I, I'm sure he doesn't actually believe it was the president but still
1: dude that's like fucking that's like seeing a a six-year-old man like writing letters to Santa still come on yeah it's,
0: uh... <laughs> it's about on par um yeah <laughs> those kind of people do exist unfortunately the people who will just it's like oh let me let the media feed me everything and not worry about any kind of independent thought because that's too hard
1: maybe it's good for them
0: which actually will play into our next proper episode quite nicely because uh we will be in the we will be in a couple weeks talking to you all about the fantastic lies of the media and the people who believe them
1: right we've uh touched on this a lot before you know if anybody is still listening from the times when i was reading uh inventing reality by uh Michael Parenti, we're going to be touching on a lot of those themes because essentially— I'm sure that
0: any listeners we had then, we still have now. It's hard to lose zero listeners.
1: (laughs) You're very loyal, these guys. (laughs) Uh, But uh, yeah, it's a lot of the same themes. It's about creating a manufacturing consent, inventing reality, the ideas of the media taking over the critical thinking skills of those who are consuming it.
0: Yeah, but uh Kyle found a new book to uh give, bring him deeper down the rabbit hole on this media lying and we'll bring we'll keep that a surprise for the episode, but mm-hmm. just know that there's a whole new text for Kyle to melt his brain with. Yeah,
1: I've been doing it. Huh.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you do all the reading so I can just sit back and make petty observations that don't actually have any <laughs> yeah, bearing. Dude,
1: I uh I feel like the 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 more I read, the more um the closer to insanity that I get, <laughs> I feel like the, I, I'm i turning into not a hermit because I still have to go out and do things with my life. But if I was a hermit, this whole reading thing would be more so than the isolation. What sends me over the edge?
0: Well, I'm uh, sorry that you're suffering for being <laughs> knowledgeable about the world. Don't be.
1: <laughs> it's just yeah. how this world is. You know, what are you going to do? Uh, not Read. It's not on the table for me right now. So,
0: I mean, the more you know, the more you – the more miserable you are. That's kind of <laughs> how it works in this that's reality. Fine. Unless you're one of the people who knows the things because they're at the top of the pyramid. Right. And they get to know the things and look down on all of us ignorant fools with their infinite amounts of money. Oh, speaking of uh, other – guess not really newsworthy news, but other little not tiny news things. How about Jeff Bezos tweeting, everyone gets the same 24 hours that's been making its rounds on the internet, on social media. <laughs>
1: I don't. I'm again 2 weeks of me being completely turned off. I deleted Discord app for, where I was getting most of my memes from my phone. And this is this is new information you're giving me. This information that uh, that yeah, really so
0: that was a big tweet that made the rounds on social media. This really hurts. <laughs> oh Everyone God, gets the same 24 hours from no Jeff fucking Bezos. Son of a
1: bitch. I just paid $4 for half a pound of fucking rice from your goddamn Whole Foods store because it's the only fucking grocery store that I can get to, you son of a bitch.
0: Yeah, it's uh, about as toned as it gets. And uh, in that same vein of Twitter information, uh, the other snot news news is uh, Danny DeVito standing up to Frito-Lay and saying, fuck these guys for mistreating their workers and getting his checkmark removed.
1: See, that's something crazy. I cannot, like... I need to fact check this because I meant to. I, I already did. You did it. And it. it happened. My God, that's just crazy to me. Because like, that's like so many, like, doesn't Joe Posobiec have fucking a checkmark? Ben Shapiro has a checkmark?
0: Oh, he got it back since then. Twitter claims it was a, uh error that happened because uh, from when the tweet got posted.
1: Sure, the algorithm, whatever. Uh, even more damning, if that's what, if, if that's actually what it is. Yeah, and then is
0: and you... Twitter made a big, whole statement. Oh, it was just a glitch in the algorithm, and he got tech mark back. It's fine. Uh, but he just didn't have it for a day because we had to punish him for talking shit about Frito Lay, who I'm sure are in some way or shape or form attached to Twitter financially.
1: Man, I don't even.
0: Frito Lay is the kind of company that's probably attached to just about everywhere.
1: Frito Lay is one of the big ones. I used to work for Pepsi, who of course.
0: Um, is a yep that's a subsidiary. Yeah. Well, the, they're I all subsidiaries. Pepsi yeah, Pepsi. PepsiCo like is the partner. head of it. Yeah. But PepsiCo owns Pepsi, which is separate, and then also Frito yeah. Lay.
1: Yeah. I work for Pepsi Cola. Or Pepsi so Co, I, that's what Co, I should say. I guess
0: PepsiCo is probably in bed with Twitter in some way.
1: It's all like six companies, and all of <laughs> them are friends with each other. So
0: I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that 93 percent of products are 14 companies. Was what I read.
1: God, I love this system. This is a good system. We made it. Made it perfect.
0: No, no monopolies in capitalism.
1: None, man. Competition it's is best.
0: It is it's illegal. not a monopoly if two different companies that are owned by the same bigger company do the same thing. There's two, there's two of them, see? Because the bigger company doesn't count.
1: See, I was having to fill out like this stupid shit for training for the liquor store about conflicts of interest that I might have at $13 an hour of accepting like a gift of a beer from a guy who I met at the store. Oh, yeah, it's shit like that. But or, like, we're it. not allowed to take tips at my
0: job. If, we ta- if, if you take a tip uh, yeah, at, you'll get at, fired. T- the, at the uh, grocery chain that I work at that it will remain uh, totally unnamed, you can get fired. for Like, if uh, old lady gives you a dollar for helping her do her car. Yep. Oh, fired.
1: Insane. And, yeah, they expect you to do that, though. They're like, can I carry this to your vehicle? It's like, whatever, man.
0: Yeah, it's, uh... It's crazy. But meanwhile, of course, the, the hilarious thing is that I know for a fact, the manager, when vendors have these big like giveaways, the, oh, they we, uh, our, our current time, manager, man. our current manager usually just does a raffle with the employees with the, some of the vendor giveaways, which is pretty cool, I guess. But uh, I mean, he's still an asshole in a lot of other ways, but he's just not a materialist. He just uh, he just likes to donate his tithe to church and whatnot. But uh, <laughs> I know I've had this, a few different managers where the vendors come here these products like, oh, yeah, uh, our our. Uh, since you've been a loyal customer for all well, these products and whatnot, uh, we wanted to give a bunch of tickets to various ball games to your store. And then, then uh, I've had managers like, "Oh, these are mine now. Wonderful." Yeah,
1: of course. Yeah.
0: Or like a vendor will be like, "Hey, if you buy enough of, if you buy like six pallets of this beer all at once, then we'll make sure to give you uh some some kind of cool perk." And then the manager will be like, "Well, we don't need that, and it's bad for our store, but it's good for me."
1: Yep. Yep. Yep.
0: So, yeah, it's it's double standards across the board. The higher up you are, the more double your standards can be. But we all get the same 24 hours. We all
1: get the same 24 hours. (laughs) Some of those hours, though, are supposed to be for rest, but not for us peasants. Yeah.
0: You don't get to sleep if you're one of the peasants. No, you have to just keep on that grind forever.
1: Yo, uh, I...
0: I do like the whole rising grind is supposed to be a positive virtue thing.
1: Why would you think that's a good... thing? The people who try and sell me that, like one of these clients that the guy who was like, here's 1200 bucks for work that's probably going to be worth $3,000. And I was like, you know what? I need a fucking job. Um, he's one of those rise and grind, sigma mindset bullshit. Yeah,
0: It's unfortunate, but unfortunately, those are often the people who are right around the middle of the pack in terms of our fucked up system. The people
1: with disposable income. There are people yeah. with disposable income who think that because they get to wake up at 7 and go to the gym for three hours, they're, like, cool. But not in, not it's completely just because not you that, have uh, fucking, you're a landlord for the most part. Either a landlord in reality or just stealing my fucking labor.
0: Yeah, The reality that there's people above them who are waking up at noon to golf oh, yeah. and making infinitely more money. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing. Uh, The other tweet I saw recently that was funny was Elon Musk talking about, oh, yeah, sure, call me lucky. I'm lucky because I work 60 hours a week and have my whole life. You
1: fucking don't. You do a lot of acid. You go to a lot of meetings. You hang out on phone calls and Zoom calls, and then you yell at people for what? Apparently he's a complete dickhead at work, which, does That's what I,
0: yeah, I've heard that in person he is not.
1: 60 hours a week, my fucking ass. How much of that is flying in your private jet?
0: hmm it's uh, i'm sure that he calculated that 60 very very liberally
1: <laughs> i really just the idea of anybody who's a boss who i that. just
0: thought I mean, seeing that thing being on reddit i get to see a lot of the fun tweets that people make i so and uh it's it's just real real interesting to see the kind of shit they'll say because they convince themselves that they're okay
1: yeah i'm definitely a good person
0: Speaking of that, did you know that there's actually a line of therapy? Like, there is a brand of therapy. That it's rich people therapists, and their job is to convince them that they're not evil. Like, that's literally a, a profession.
1: I think that's something that, like, like, very early on in the history of the universe, God cast out those specific people that are trying to convince the rich they're not evil. I think there's something we might call it demonic about that.
0: Yeah, it's definitely uh shade that or like if there is a hell, like they're talking about if there is a, a god and a hell and all that nonsense that religious bumbo jumbo then perhaps the devil specifically sends these demons up to be like we need to uphold this system.
1: Dude, the, we must oh, make
0: it. We must make suffering last from life into death.
1: Yeah, the longer this goes on the more I'm like I'm convinced in part whether it's religiosity or something else that I need some kind of belief, but even more so I'm convinced that Maybe we've manifested it. I don't think – I don't really believe in any of that. But, like, there's true evil. (laughs) This is, like, truly where evil must be.
0: I think that – see, I'm just the kind of person who's like there are – there have always been evil humans. They may not even be the majority. I would suspect that the the truly – Fundamentally evil people are for the minority by far, but the truly fundamentally evil who are willing to exploit with no regard for anyone else but themselves, with a true like dispassion for humanity at its core, are able to exploit so thoroughly that they create exponentially more evil than any one person can create good. Yeah. Because it's creating a- good involves still trying to love those who are… Like, still trying to promote love, even in a world where hate is clearly a more effective force for accomplishing your means.
1: Yeah, it's so, um, I feel like the, the, when, and this is a Matt Chrisman thing, um, is that when we, like, became capitalist when we separated ourselves from the need for God in in the early in the Reformation and in the early modern period when we became mercantilist and capitalist um, obviously the the superstructure that supported God or supported the puritanical belief in a God a personal God um, existed but we had we had separated the power from him right? we had become more individually autonomous because of our wage and our ability to exploit each other. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like in that sense, as he describes it, we became God at that moment. We're also in this, in the same sense, creating hell. Like this is what we've done is like, whether or not there is a real heaven or hell, if this is our only plane, which I think is probably the most likely uh, outcome is that we have even if it's not really cosmic if it's not really that way uh in a real in reality we are creating what is hell
0: it yeah. is it is still an, essentially a hell yeah and that's i mean ve- that's a very feasible i'd say that's a more feasible uh reality than anywhere in which this is a quote-unquote life before and after life and at least in that case it's not eternal it's you that deal with it for like 90 100 years whatever and then you're done
1: yeah, we're just space dust. We're going to get kicked into the wind again, man. Yeah. Well. Anyhow, um, great stuff from Jendi Tartarovsky. But
0: yeah, I mean, like, like <laughs> we were saying, hate is definitely the more powerful force, but that is not what we promote on this podcast at, least at the end at of times. the day.
1: At times. I'm going to say that love and solidarity actually do. uh, When when properly cultivated, they are much more powerful than... If than only actually. we could get
0: everyone to buy into it across the board. But we, yeah. that's but still the way we want to promote it. So, uh, as always, even if it doesn't, even if it's got a long road to go and probably won't get there before the extinction of the human race, we still support and promote that all of you should uh, go forth in love and solidarity.
1: Love and solidarity, y'all.
0: It can be told in few enough words. We are not certain of his intentions even yet. They talk so I'm cool.